What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. Want to welcome you back for another episode. I am joined, as usual, by Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going great. How are you? Doing good. Uh, how was your weekend? I know you're out of town for a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, we were uh, watching uh, some basketball tournament stuff for, for college basketball. So that was a lot of fun. And then got a chance to play a little bit of uh, the new Zelda game. That, that was also a lot of fun. Saw family, all that kind of thing. So yeah, it was a good weekend. Very cool. Oh man, March Madness is coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, next week. Next Sunday is Selection Sunday. Oh boy, and okay. Then, and then <laughs> after that, I think Thursday is when the game starts. So. I got to get my bracket going. I wonder if there'll be any games streamed in VR, just like you've seen for NFL, that, NBA, and all that. Yeah, that would be really cool. I wonder. I'll, well, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that, well, I mean. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, that's we'll a tangent. We'll, we'll look into weeks. it and hopefully have something for you guys by next week. Because to watch, what is it, like 65 games in virtual reality? That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, all right. So let's get down to business. First things first, uh, we were running a giveaway last week for a Smashbox Arena key. And I just want to go ahead and announce the winner uh, up front here at the beginning of the show. And that is Chris Barnes, or at least the YouTube uh, channel for Chris Barnes. Uh, make sure you shoot us a message on the back end of our channel so that we can send that to you or at least get your contact info or whatever, whatever the case might be. We just want to get that key to you so you can get in and start playing some Smashbox. Um, but with that, uh, let's jump into news first. You ready, Ronnie? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we are looking at a new player in the game. This is a big one. LG is coming out, and they worked with Valve on a headset, and it's looking like it's going to be pretty comparable to what is available in terms of uh, spec-wise for both you know, the Vive and the Rift. And now there's no date given yet. There's no price given yet. But I mean, LG, I mean, they're a pretty reputable company. Um, and, you know, th the uh, the trials or the uh, early reviews that are coming back are saying that this is very similar to the Vive. Uh, one of the features that it has that I guess none of the other headsets have um, is this kind of flip up feature that you can use. So mm -hmm, you don't mm -hmm. have to take the headset off. I know that there was a lot of uh, hoopla about that. Um, but in terms of resolution, in terms of just uh, everything, it seems like it's going to be comparable to the Vive. And I'm, I guess I'm just yeah, curious actually, now. Yeah, well, so yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead. What are, you, what are yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I was going to say, so the, my understanding is the, the, it's actually a bit higher resolution, not crazy or anything, but a little higher. And, uh, Which is something you'd expect coming a, a year later, right? Yeah, exactly. And it uses OLED. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure the the Vive uses OLEDs as well, but it yeah slightly higher resolution. I think one of the things that I noticed that kind of caught my eye is that it uses different types of lenses. They're not the ref, uh, what are they the the Fresnel lenses? It's actually a kind of like refraction. I don't know. I know it's not the Fresnel lenses, which are the ones that are currently used in the consumer versions of the Vive and the Rift. And those are kind of the, the lenses with all of the little concentric rings that go in and out uh, uh, on the lenses. Gotcha. So these okay. Don't, so these don't have that, which like one of the one of the early Oculus dev kits I had didn't have it as well. And I actually kind of I like the fact I like the lenses without those rings because it tends to reflect a little bit less, like on light environments and stuff. But anyway, so that was something that I noticed that I was like, oh, that's that's actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, I mean, otherwise, 
it looks like it's basically taking, you know, if, if you can consider the Vive almost like a reference, uh, you know, version of of the Steam VR and Valve's, you know, hard, you know, lightning or lighthouse tracking system. This is basically, you know, a slightly modified version of that. It's not too different. It's really they they claim that the the that the uh, controllers are a tiny bit more uh, more accurate, but I don't really know that that's necessarily. I mean, without being hands on, we don't know for sure. But I mean, it they basically look identical. Everything's using the same. the The sensors on the headset are less pronounced. It looks a little bit more more you know sleek in that regard. And and like you were saying before, I think I think one of the nicest things is just that it its mounting system sounds uh, a lot better than the original Vive, but that's not really a super, you know, big issue considering that we're going to have the, uh, the, the, the new, the, the premium head strap coming, coming out soon. Well, can you uh, flip up on the fleet on the, on the head? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember if you can or not. I'm not, I don't think that's, I don't think that was one of the features on it. Maybe not, but I mean, but, but I mean, still the, I mean, flipping up would be nice, obviously, but like it also has the, uh, like I, I just, I was just hearing in terms of comfort and all of that, the fact that it, you know, distributes the weight around the band and it has the, the, the circular kind of adjuster on the back, similar to the PlayStation VR. Um, that's going to be incorporated into the premium headset. So I feel like, you know, this takes cues from that, maybe adds, you know, a little bit to it, but, but it sounds it sounds similar to the premium head strap. Let's just put it that way. So gotcha. Okay, yeah. I, so, mean, I mean, I did I did read that it wasn't as comfortable as as that premium head strap. Okay, so, I, I didn't see. I, and this 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 was just yeah. off. I think uh, the Verge was doing or the Verge okay. was doing a uh, a quick review. Yeah, they usually it. have good. Yeah, I, I usually like their 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 uh, their VR uh, articles. So that that's pretty cool. Um, so that's good to know. Um, another thing that I, I noted when looking at it was that uh, it, rather than using the three cables directly from the headset, it looks like it uses a single USB uh, three Type C uh, plug uh, rather than than having the multiple. So basically, that what that allows you to do, kind of similar to like a Lightning cable or something, is that one cable comes off of the headset. It plugs into you know the 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 little hub or whatever the uh, the the you know similar to how the Vive works. Yeah, yeah. There's like the little my, hub or, or yeah, my, transport, my brain is, is pausing for a second here, but you know it, it's basically the nice thing is one co- cable over to the hub, and then the hub then breaks out into the three that goes to your computer. I mean, so, isn't that similar to like that new three-in-one cable that's coming with the Vive? Yeah, it is, but I would imagine which, which I don't this, have because I got my Vive so, I guess earlier than yeah, that when that than when but, that came out. But this is different in that, like, and and again, I haven't, I don't have firsthand knowledge of it. Like, I haven't actually messed around with either of the cords myself. But my understanding is even the the three in one cable. I mean, it's still basically all of those things into one cable. Like, it's still like my understanding is the original three in one cable is essentially, you know. Still, an HDMI cord, a USB cord, and you know a power cord that runs through that through like it's just basically one cable, but they're all just like wrapped up in there and in one cable, right? Well, this is different in that literally 
the headset just has one connector on it. It's not, it doesn't uh, have, okay. it doesn't gotcha. have three separate, like it doesn't have, it's not outputting all of those things individually. It's literally just outputting all of those to one single USB, uh, like a, a special USB uh, type connection basically. Um, and then, and then putting, so it's a little bit more versatile in that regard. So, but, but yeah, I mean that, that stuff might not be that big of a deal once all these wireless head, but that, but that is interesting though. I would imagine that the uh, wireless headset, I mean the wireless, like a TP cast or something that works with a Vive would not be directly compatible with, with this headset. Like I would think that the Vive and this LG prototype would require different connections in order to work with, uh, with, with some of these wireless solutions. I could be wrong. It might be easier than, than I'm thinking as far as just like creating a simple, like, you know, little adapter dongle that connects the two together. But my, my gut feeling tells me, you know, if you have a TP cast for the Vive, it's not going to work for the LG headset and vice versa. That's just my yeah. Well, I mean, TPCast is because they were in direct partnership with HTC, but there are oh, other there are other third party, um, I guess, wireless solutions out there. I remember he- hearing about uh, Riv VR, um, and then there was also Quark VR, which okay. is the company that Valve was working with. So, I, you know, any okay. any um, any headset that, that that Valve is associated with, I would assume Quark VR would try to. Uh, or at least have some type of access to to servicing yeah. that. No, that's that's true. So, but it, but, but, I but mean, we haven't heard from any of these yet. We haven't heard from any of them except for for TPCast and and yeah. TPCast. No, we and, still haven't heard an announcement date because I've been I've been waiting, but we we haven't yeah. heard like a, a release date or pre order date or anything like that. No, and and I mean it's possible. Who knows that you know HCC also has you know future headsets in the works, and those are all going to be you. You know, using uh, using USB rather than you know rather than the old hookups and uh, and and maybe this is something that's just gonna you know it's all of these devices are going to be a little bit different than what we're used to now. But is it, those are just some of the some of the things that I noticed that stood out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of curious to see. I mean, I, it's good to see more and more headsets because obviously, um, if if LG thinks it's worthwhile to release, uh, you know, a VR headset. Then hopefully that means you know there's going to be more and more visibility, and this is going to bring more and more people into Steam VR. Uh, so that's a plus. I mean, on the on the other on the other hand, it is kind of you know, HTC has been doing a lot recently to try to differentiate itself, to try to bolster its own marketplace and all of that. So I, I'd be curious to see how that stuff all shakes out. I mean, right now, I thought at least that uh, HCC was really, you know, behind more of the hardware push. And obviously they're trying to get more into the soft, but maybe that's a thing. Maybe, maybe they become more and more, you know, the Vive branding becomes more significant with the software side of things rather than the hardware. Who knows? And they try to, you know, augment or add another layer to what's already a vibrant Steam marketplace with, you know, Viveport and all of that stuff. So I'd be curious to see how that stuff becomes compatible with the other Steam VR headsets that are inevitably going to come out. And and I mean with with other developments in VR like uh, you know, Microsoft uh starting to release um, what they 
term mixed reality headsets um, out to developers and, you know, virtual reality kind of hitting the Microsoft store, uh, Windows store in a way. Like it's, it's interesting to see how all of these different platforms are kind of shaking out. And, and I mean, the more I think support and more emphasis on Steam and Steam VR and the Steam VR platform, at least in my opinion, the better for this stuff. Cause, cause it, yeah, right now I think really Steam is the place to be. I think it's, it's the best way to enjoy VR right now as, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. And that, I mean, that's a fair point. Uh, so I'm trying to think like big picture here. Um, mm. because, so, so this is, this is a Vive podcast. So obviously I want to, I'm trying to figure out how this like affects Vive owners, but then maybe more specifically, you know, how this affects uh, the Vive, I guess, ecosystem and, you know, Oh, so, okay, so let me let me get to specifics here. The first thing I'm wondering is, let's say LG puts out this headset, and it's it's pretty, um, you know, it's it's good enough to be compared or at least rival Oculus and um, and HTC in terms of hardware. If they're trying to get market share, who are they pulling from? You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I, who, who, I mean, who are, who are I they? Who are they stealing customers from? If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, um, I would, I would think. I mean, me personally, I mean, unless they market this thing in a way different, you know, way than than HTC did with the Vive or, or or Oculus did with the Rift, I would have to imagine it would be either people that want a slightly slicker version of the Vive. So if if you have I mean, they haven't announced anything like this, but it'd be interesting if, you know, if if LG's headset was directly compatible with uh, you know, the the lighthouse, you know, tracking systems that came with the Vive. Well, no, so they say could, that they have their own base stations. It's it's well, based the, on the same Oh, yeah, you, you're just saying if there's compatibility, like cross compatibility? Yeah, yeah, I know I know it. I know they're releasing it with everything cuz obviously if you had nothing You'd need every, but I'm just hypothetically speaking. What if they were to release the headset minus tracking systems for people that already had Lighthouse track? I I don't know that that's a likely scenario. I'm just saying, like, if that were the case, it would be more interesting for Vive owners, I think, now to to look into versus having to buy. Like, I don't think if you already own a Vive and and you're required to purchase a brand new system with lighthouse tracker trackers new you know controllers everything the works for another you know eight hundred dollars or even you know comparable six hundred dollars whatever i i doubt most people that have vibes right now would do it there's just really not much i mean for the the minimal you know increase in resolution and 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 features you know flipping up the headset whatever that is uh provided here I just don't see most or very many even Vive owners, you know, making that upgrade. At the same time, though, if LG sold a version of the headset that, you know, didn't come with trackers because some people out there already have trackers <laughs> and, and you know, didn't have some of these other things and it was like a three four $400, you know, just buy the headset itself, that's it, and use it with your... Then, then that would be kind of appealing to some people, but yeah, I don't. Know. I just, I just don't see them shipping it and saying like, "Oh, go ahead, use your Vive trackers," because yeah. I, I feel like they're they're trying to get, you know, 
they want people on board on the LG ship. You know what I mean? And so to, to me, actually, I, I, they haven't mentioned a price yet, but I feel like price point is going to be extremely important because I agree. Oculus I agree. started something, you know, uh, with what we were talking about last week with their price drop to 600. So now you have two competing, um, you have two competing headsets, one which is, you know, and one thing, oh, one thing we, we failed to mention too. I don't know if we mentioned it last week or not, but in addition to dropping the Oculus Rift's price with the, you know, you can get an Oculus Rift with touch controllers for six hundred. Um, you can also get uh, the uh, the third the, sensor at a discount as well. I think it's yeah, it's fifty nine now instead of seventy nine, and these are these are all U.S. dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so yeah, no, no, that's I a good point. I don't, I don't think we mentioned aggressive. that. Yeah. Well, so so the point that I was trying to make is that you know if. Because right now, to me, Oculus is like in its own little boat, right? Then you have Valve, um, which has HTC and will soon have the LG, uh, whatever they, they name it as, uh, LG's headset. So the thing is, if they decide, I mean, if they're going to try and go 800 and go head-to-head with HTC, I feel like HTC's just got too much uh, too much momentum. They're too far ahead in the game that if people are looking at it, they're like, mm, you know what, I'm going to go with HTC because they got accessories and trackers and it's just more refined. It's closer to version 2 than it is to version 1 and all that. Mm-hmm. But if they decide to compete price-wise with Oculus... Uh, I feel like that directly, cu- you know, that directly cuts into the people who were going to potentially buy a Vive because this is almost like Vive Lite, right? Okay, I want to get a, I want to get a, an HMD that doesn't, you know, isn't as expensive but has the same or similar specs, um, and the investment cost isn't as high. And I know, but I mean, t- everything that I've seen about the LG, I mean, and granted, I don't really know the the nitty gritty details on like sourcing of parts and all that kind of stuff, but like. Just from looking at the prototype, it doesn't look like it's a cheap prototype. Like it looks like it's as expensive to produce as the Vive. Just from my layman's, you know, view of what the prototype looks like. So I mean, so I totally agree with you. I would just, I would just counter by saying that if a situation like that happened, I can't see HTC not also lowering their price to to match it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the thing is, HTC came out uh, with a statement after the Oculus price drop and said that they have no no intention of dropping the price. I mean, whether okay. or not they mean that and who knows how long that'll stand for, yeah. um, you know, that, that remains to be seen. As of now, though, they're not going to drop the price. Now, and who, and do we know when the LG headset is, like, do we have any idea what the timetable is on, on a consumer release of something like that? Uh, I have not, uh, the, the most recent article I read, there was no release date and no price given. Okay. So, uh, but it, I mean, it was, it's being featured at GDC or was, fe- I'm sorry, it was featured at GDC. And, uh, so that's, that's why there's a, you know, a, a big yeah. buzz around it right now, but there yeah, hasn't been yeah. anything, I would assume sometime at sometime this year, but you know, if, if they're going to compete with HTC, uh, it just feels like they gotta, they gotta go sooner rather than later because, as soon as HTC starts, you know, getting a lot of these accessories out there, uh, that mm. differentiates them quite a bit. And if you, you know, like I was saying earlier, you can't compete head to head on price if, um, you know, if you're priced the same and one is offering much more in terms of. Well, I, I just wonder how much. I mean, even like, I, I, granted, I don't know the specifics on how the tracker works and how all of these, but like something tells me if they're just you know, accessories that work with lighthouse trackers, 
that all that stuff would probably work between each system. Like, I, I don't see anything, unless there's something proprietary in the software, which I doubt, because it would have to be supported by Steam VR. It seems like the things that we're talking about would be, like, you could buy an HTC tracker and it should function just fine in an LG in an LG VR environment that's being ran by the same underlying technology. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff isn't like I don't I mean other than I guess there is probably some software layer that's HTC specific, but like my understanding is most of like when you're running games through Steam and when you're pulling up the menu in Steam and everything relating to how the trackers work and how they're getting the controllers and the headset and all of that is just straight up valve tech, right? And so I, yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking like like it's almost like, you know, you're buying it's like you it's like buying a, a Dell laptop versus an HP laptop versus a like at the end of the day they all run Windows. They all run software the same. They all like if you have a Dell laptop, it doesn't mean you can't buy like a an uh, an HP printer and hook it up to your lap. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, okay, that that makes sense. I I yeah, I, 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 have, I haven't heard like, anything I, about I it be. at this point, and I just feel like the yeah. technology is so new that yeah. um, you know it wouldn't be as cross compatible. I, I think in an ideal world that would be the case, and uh, you know maybe just maybe that might be the case with with this. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have to I, see. The but, only reason, yeah, like I mean, I don't know the details either. The only reason I suggest that is just because they both are like they they're both it's not like we're talking like LG's coming to the scene with a completely different you know VR technology like Oculus did, right? Like Oculus has a different a different system that it's running on than than Steam VR and the Vive, right? But this isn't like that. This is this is LG kind of hopping on board the Valve train. <laughs> the steam train and i feel like i feel like because that's how they're coming into it like microsoft for example is taking a different approach google taking a different approach like both of those companies i guess are more you know software companies whatever they're kind of you know bringing in their own ecosystem their own underlying tech all that kind of stuff and they're partnering with their own manufacturers like i think microsoft you know is working on headsets with with Dell and HP and Asus and like more of your typical, you know, PC manufacturers, it seems. Whereas Valve is, at least at this point, it looks like they're working more with some of these. Uh, I mean, I guess not. Oculus was working with Samsung, obviously. And then Valve seems to be working with, you know, a lot of the other uh, like cell phone, like TV manufacturer, like now LG, HTC. Uh, like I, I'm curious as to you know if there's going to be others, but um, but yeah. So yeah. so it seems like like you can look at this as a direct competitor, but you can also kind of look at it as like co. I don't know, like like you know. Well, it, it would seem like LG is just kind of leeching on, if that makes sense. They are, and and that's why that's why to some extent, like on one hand, I'm interested slash kind of worried about what this. To do to like you know H but HTC's you know uh, you know current market share and all that but on the on another sense you know like you were saying before most people that own Vives own Vives 
And I don't necessarily think that this is enough of an upgrade to really lure people away from current Vive systems. But it does get them kind of well, into the game. No, no. I mean, I'm not talking about current Vive owners. I, I like. I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about those people on the fence who haven't gotten one yet, and, and they uh, jump on to LG, and then and 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 see. And so then, in that scenario, I wonder. So let's say you haven't jumped in yet. You decide to go with an LG system, which again, like I, I feel like at least right now, considering, uh, considering there hasn't been a big shift in you know, the jet, like the PC space and the ecosystem there. And I think, I still think that there's a lot of like the, the big, you know, the large, the, the large number of, you know, early adopters that were really interested in virtual reality, I think have already kind of jumped in at this point. I feel like I don't know that LG's system is different enough to, if you were on the fence, be like, Oh, now that it flips up, I'm totally sold. I'm gonna put. <laughs> I'm gonna pick up an LG. So like, so I wonder if this is going to be. If I mean, now it could be a completely different story. If let's say the LG headset comes out day in, you know, on day one with you know the release of Valve's new uh, full full length games or something. Like if if it came out at a time where there was a landmark, you know. VR title also coming out in Steam or something like that, then I could see that being a problem for HTC because all of a sudden there's a lot of people out there that, oh, I've been on the defense for a while. There's this new game that I really have to play in VR that just came out. What should I get? Should I get uh, but, but if it's, if it's brand new at that point and you haven't heard the reviews, you haven't heard anything yet, I feel like people would be like, okay, there's a brand new game out. I'm about to drop way too much money on it, on a system. Like, do I yeah. get the one that's brand new and has not had as much feedback or do I get the one that's yeah. been around and been winning awards the last, you know, year that's, and a half? Yeah, no, that's true. So like, say, no, you, you have a point there as well. And I mean, just for the record, I think, I think I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I speak alone when saying that, you know, HTC has really put in a lot of, a lot of money, a lot of time, like they've, I think they've kind of over this past year or so kind of proven that they really care about VR beyond just we're, you know, trying to get here first and, you know, we're bringing a headset. Like, I think they're at least doing everything that they can from their perspective to really add value. I mean, Viveport and curation and, you know, you know, uh, putting in money into, you know, into supporting development and all that kind of stuff. I mean, everything that they've done, I mean, as much as Valve's done for VR, I think at this point, HTC has also done quite a bit. So Yeah, so no, I, I'd so, agree with you on that. So, so like, for that, for that reason alone, I feel like if LG and other manufacturers come into the space like we knew kind of eventually they would in some some respect it's almost better that they come in on the steam vr platform than they do like it's better for i think it's better for htc quite frankly that to some extent at least that lg or others partner with valve to bring headsets to this platform where htc has leverage and has their own software and all of that than if they were to jump on board, you know, like a Microsoft set or, or, I mean, Oculus does it, they, they manufacture their own, but let's say for the sake of argument that they just, you know, further supported, you know, their mo 
Oculus's mobile initiatives or something like that. Like, I think I think the fact that we have another manufacturer jumping into the VR, the the Steam VR space with Valve, I think helps HTC to this to the extent that they have software systems in place that if they did open them up to other Steam VR headsets, that that could be a source of revenue for them. Because like, let's say for I mean, let's say a year from now, let's say let's say eight months from now, LG releases their he- headset. Right by that point, who knows where Viveport is at that you know stage? Maybe they've you know built up you know a decent amount of momentum on a monthly service, and they have a lot of you know they're curating titles. They're doing you know even a better job of than Steam in terms of getting you know, new games to the attention of gamers that are, are trying to play, you know, you know, the best experiences out there. Cause we all know kind of steam has some limitations in terms of how it's to put it mildly, some limitations, how at how people can access content. There's just so much, right? So Viveport does a good job of kind of bringing that to the surface. Let's say I could see, you know, people picking up an LG headset if it's compatible you know, all that actually feeding into, uh, you know, the Vive ecosystem, you know, you might yeah. have. But so, so, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how all this stuff plays out. But I'm just saying, like, having more players in the Steam VR space that could potentially use Vive's software, Vive's store, Vive's platform, as opposed to joining and bringing more momentum to some completely foreign system like like a Microsoft VR platform or uh, like you know Oculus or Google or something like that like I, I think I think it's it's nice to see you know more competition in in this space no I, I, I agree with you I mean competition is good you want competition because that that breeds innovation that breeds you know just advancement amongst all sides um it's just that when when something else is coming out like this you just wonder you know you you want competition but you just don't want it to <laughs> knock you don't want it to knock your horse out of the race you know what i mean yeah that's, yeah yeah that, that's the that's the only thing and, and no, so and- one of the things that i just want to touch on real quick that you had mentioned earlier um is you know htc's uh, kind of I don't want to say pivot, but like their expansion into the software realm, which mm-hmm. is, which to me, um, you know, could almost signal this type of rivalry between HTC and Valve. You know, and, and I'm talking about about Viveport here and the subscription the subscription service they have, and just the the collection of titles that they are building up there. Um, and so obviously they they've started to build quite the collection for VR because they were and they are one of the the first you know online places aside from steam and the oculus store or oculus home but um yeah i mean if if lg and other future headsets are able to go back and forth um and you know be able to utilize stuff on viveport then that could definitely be a revenue stream for them as well and i wonder if that's what htc is trying to do with you know being first to market you know yeah yeah it's kind of expand and really establish themselves as I mean, I like yeah, like you said, like I mean, look at look at Apple for example. They have tons of market share with with MacBooks, or you know, for example. But they don't have to have everybody use a MacBook in order to get you using iTunes or using, you know what I mean? Like at That's some a good point, point, at some point, they decided that there's a way to you know 
like support your own hardware, but also, you know, be big enough in a certain space, be it music, like digital music or digital, you know, video or whatnot to also be a kind of a software platform on other devices as well. So maybe... Yeah. yeah. Well, and this this is another parallel that I kind of wanted to bring up earlier as well is the um it just kind of the comparison so you you know th- with Oculus being more like Apple in terms of a closed ecosystem and then you have the Android side where you know for for Android there's a bunch of different companies that make phones whether it's Samsung mm-hmm. whether it's Google whether it's uh HTC whether it's LG like all these companies make phones that utilize uh Android software. And so you know, in the same way that now we have Oculus Home versus maybe Steam VR or, you know, whatever Valve has out yeah. in a couple of years, if, if it's still Steam, um, or, or even just using that overall, um, you know, technology and platform, uh, you know, now you're not just going to have HTC on there, you're going to have another big player in terms of LG and who knows what other, you know, headsets might pop up in the future that would be using kind of that open source technology. Yeah, no, exactly. So. And, I, and I think, and that's, I mean, Valve's always wanted Steam VR to be open, and that's always how they've differentiated themselves from Oculus and Oculus's approach, at least, you know, especially early on, I guess. And so, yeah, so this was kind of inevitable. I'll be interested to see kind of how it affects HTC and the Vive, um, given that they've, you know, been first to market and really the only steam vr device for this long now i mean i do think that they that has given them quite a bit as far as a head start of understanding what vr is all about and kind of i mean but but we'll see you know how much momentum their stuff gets versus just the general steam steam you know steam vr and 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 steam you know marketplace itself but yeah yeah it's it's definitely interesting and um i'll be yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's well, it's, uh, we can we can leave it at this for now. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be something for us to follow along with, um, you know, a, as it goes along. Because I, I am very curious to see a lot of the things that you mentioned to see if uh, you know there is cross compatibility across these platforms. Yeah. You know, seeing as they will both be utilizing Steam and they they're both utilizing the same base uh, base station or lighthouse technology. So you know there'll be there'll be quite a bit um, to wrap our heads around. I think once yeah. once the the details for the release are a little bit more concrete on the the LG headset. Uh, I agree. And 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 my last point sure. is just no, something something that came to mind. I mean I mean in addition I mean so either either a they're you know thinking about becoming more of a VR software platform and you know expanding that in the future, kind of you know getting their stakes deep in the ground. Or, I mean, it would be interesting to see if services like Viveport became an exclusive feature for the Vive that kind of separate. Like, so you can get, you know, an LG uh, Lighthouse tracking system or an HTC Lighthouse tracking system, you know, virtual reality headset, whatever. Um, But the only way you get access to Viveport is if you own a Vive. And if that service would be good enough to really compel users to decide, you know, kind of like like a like a an iOS versus uh, you know Android situation where oh, there are certain features about you know both of them are phones, but this one lets me I don't know use 
certain types of software that the other one doesn't or vice versa. Like, well, I, I mean, even having the subscription service, I think is a big plus. Yeah. So you, can you, you imagine seven bucks a month to get access to all those titles? I mean, the thing is like for people coming in, they may not realize all the costs that, that add up, uh, you know, yeah. in terms of like all the different games, early access, whatever the case might be, uh, you know, and, and again, maybe for some people cost isn't even uh, an issue, but I think for most people who are at least somewhat price sensitive, that is going to be a big one. And if they if they do close off Viveport and make it, you know, Vive only or Vive owners only, uh, that could probably be enough to to keep people on a leash, you know? Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, lots of questions. Um, but either way, it's exciting stuff. And I like I like seeing new hardware. So. <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun to see how that stuff all turns out. No, for sure. Well, I mean, it's it's cool to see new hardware that's going to be on par with the top line headsets out there. Um, so yeah. we'll see. You know, just like when PSVR came out, and I know that's kind of like a a half tier below, but you know, when PSVR came out, there was a lot of uh, of chatter about the ergonomics and you know just the different things, the different benefits that it had compared to the Vive and the Rift. And it's, it's great to see, you know, in these with the deluxe audio strap with, you know, whatever, whatever innovations they might come out with or accessories they might come out with um, for them to continue to match what uh, you know, what is leading in this in, in the industry right now. And I'm talking about HTC. So. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, that was a, a long-winded news article. You want should we just <laughs> really quickly touch on the, the full, full body tracking? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, well, go, go ahead. I think you had, you had looked into that a little bit. Yeah, I, I well, know I, the basics. I, I, just want, I just want to mention it because uh, to me it's, it's fascinating and, and it's, a, it's a developing story. So, you know, we, we don't have all the details yet. But uh, there's an article on Upload VR, which I also saw was shared on Reddit too. Um, but just basically talking about how HTC is going to open source the full body tracking um, for the Vive using the the accessory, um, or sorry, the tracker accessory that'll be coming out later this year, uh, hopefully in a couple of months. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the the article was talking about how CloudGate Studios, who worked on Island 359, are trying to recreate this, you know, uh, full body representation in the game, and they basically put a tracker on both your feet and one on your waist. And in the game, that gives you uh, kind of like a full body avatar with, you know, pretty good uh, movement and just representation overall in terms of, uh, you know, wh- what you look like in the game and how you move and interact with the objects around. So, you know, we, we've seen some pretty good stuff so far uh, with without the trackers. Um, and I'm just talking about uh, upper body. So, you know, I, I'm thinking specifically of games like uh, Rec Room or Smashbox Arena, where you kind of, you can, the, the, the tracking of the upper body is done really well. And so what this, this is going to allow you to do by putting a tracker on your waist and two more on your feet, um, you know, this will allow you to have that full body, uh, I guess, just immersion in the game. So what, so from one, you know, from a, an aesthetic standpoint, people will be able to see you and be able to see your legs moving or see whatever uh, the case might be. Um, but then also you're able to interact with the game. So, you know, they, they were testing this on Island 359, which is the uh, the dinosaur shooter. And now you're able to kick dinosaurs in the face. You're able to, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of move your feet around. And so there's, there's going to be that immersive element to it, which to me is really cool and really interesting. But 
And really dangerous for people's TVs. <laughs> and, and, and really dangerous for a- anything in the real world and everything in the real world. But I'm wondering now if that's going to be worth $300 because you're going to have to buy three trackers just to make that happen. And and, and to be fair, um, or, or sorry, not to be fair, but just to, just to kind of clarify in the article, it also mentioned that there would be a, uh, I guess, a multi-tiered approach. So you wouldn't need the trackers. You could still play Island 359 and any future games that decide to develop on this. Um, you wouldn't need those trackers to play the game, but it would just allow you to have maybe a more immersive experience. And, you know, I'm already starting to wonder what, you know, that, that might fracture the user base a little bit. Um, you know, just in terms of having different accessories available. But I don't know. What are your thoughts, man? $300 yeah. for full body tracking. Is that worth it? I mean, you'd have to have some pretty cool software, like reasons to, to pay 300 extra dollars. I kind of think until it becomes, you know, like a, a normal, a normal, a normal part of the experience, it's probably not going to really be a major, but who knows? There could be, I, I'm just trying to think like if you're a developer really making soft, I mean, the other than just making something cool and interesting, which I guess that's kind of what all VR developers are basically doing. But I mean, you're going to be shrinking your market share. Like the number of players that are going to have that many trackers to be able to play your game is going to be so small um, that I don't know that there's going to probably be a whole lot of, of uses uh, that come out for people that are willing to shell out the money. But I mean, I'm all for supporting cool and crazy things and that definitely that definitely sounds like it needs to have like we need full body tracking in vr i mean we just need that i don't know if it's going to be through having all of these different sensors like i don't know if if we're we're quite there yet on in the hardware but if they're finding ways of doing it with the trackers then i think it's cool that people are experimenting with it and, and that's only i I think that's the only way you're really going to ever find true use case scenarios where it makes sense to further develop that sort of tech for the future. Like if if they're as limited as it is, if there's a, a two or three examples of really cool, really cool full body motion tracking that you know makes a certain type of gameplay possible that's really really exciting, then maybe that would encourage you know future uh, you know hardware systems to incorporate cheaper solutions who knows but that's that's kind of my thoughts on it anyways like i think it's super cool and if there are enough titles out that have like i i think it's probably for your for even your average vive user it's probably one of those wait to see if the tech yields you know enough software uh examples of of cool stuff to really be worth buying all those extra trackers um yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, so my thought process is what's going to convince people to get all these trackers is not released yet, is probably still in development or maybe hasn't even started being developed. But, yeah. um, you know, like you said, I think a lot, of the, a lot of the great things that happen really come just from, you know, very creative uses and outside the box thinking and experimentation from developers who just kind of yep. go off on a whim. I mean, you look at a lot of like, the more, um, so, you know, I'm just I'm thinking about the games that came out in the second half of last year that were just a little bit different. They were a little off, like they weren't, um, you know, what you'd think. And we, we've had this conversation in, in regards to, 
you know, um, the the uh, the benefits of having indie developers um, because you know AAA titles would never look at a game like Climbing and be yeah. like, oh, there's a game there. You know what I mean? No, uh, VR in a lot of ways, VR is like the Wild West. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, so what's nice is the fact that this will allow you know developers to hopefully find creative ways to use it, and who knows, maybe in six months or could be a year, two years. You know, we're gonna see um, we're gonna see something where it's just like. In the same way that we're looking at something wireless right now, or you know, the head strap or something, it's going to be like, oh, we we got to get these trackers. You know, we got to get these trackers because this game is coming out, and it's a it's a full on soccer game, or it's a full on whatever. You know what I mean? Like a kickboxing game, yeah. Uh, whatever the case might be, you know, and, and it it just delivers such an experience that uh, it becomes a must have rather than a nice to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally know what you mean. So no, that would be. Super cool. Like, like I said, like there's the realistic side of me and then there's the crazy, like, and I'm sure like, man, people, people will find cool and and awesome, crazy things to do with those tracks. So, I mean, that really like props to HTC for, for releasing the trackers to begin with. Cause I think, I think just having those standalone trackers without a real, you know, sense of what they have to be used for is, is such a cool way to, you know, encourage innovation. No, I couldn't agree more. Well, um, that's, that's all I got for, for news or at least what I was hoping to cover today. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we, uh, we covered a lot. So yeah, it's quite a bit. So let's, uh, let's transition over to game talk. Um, would you like to go first or you want me to, Oh yeah, sure. you you, you know what? Let me, let me go first because I feel like I'm, I'm really excited to hear your game. Okay. So yeah, no, I, I, I kind of just want to, well, this isn't fair because my game is actually pretty good too, but I, I just, I want to, I want to like get the, <laughs> the, the anxiety of having to talk about my game out of the way so that I can really listen to your experience fully. If the <laughs> Sure. No, I, I, <laughs> um, that makes sense. I don't have anxiety about it. I just figured, <laughs> figured I'd go first, but um, so I, I played Sky Climbers VR, which uh, if you've played a game like Climby, this is very similar in terms of mechanics or no, in terms of gameplay, mechanics are slightly different. Uh, there's, there's teleportation involved. Uh, there's no jumping involved like there is in Climby. Um, but what this game has to offer, and it is an early access, I believe it's $11.99 now, uh, US dollars. And what this game has to offer is a full world. And uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to play Climb yet. Have you? No, I haven't. Okay, yet, so so I, I should. I that's on my list of titles I need to pick up. It just hasn't happened yet. So well, so for people who have played Climby, you, you'll understand immediately what I'm talking about in terms of it's cool because it's like a very uh, open space, but you you have like it, you're like in the middle of of space, or let's say you're floating in like you know a couple miles up in the air. And you're just climbing across these platforms that are just, you know, uh, hanging, you know, hundreds of thousands of feet or whatever up in the air, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so your you, your path is very like preset, predefined, and you're just jumping kind of from platform to platform, and you're in the middle of the sky. And so it's cool because it's like open in that sense, but like you have a very, like I said, predefined uh, place or you know whatever that you're trying to get to. Um, and y- your route is just, it, it's just that everything that you need to interact with is there in front of you. 
um, which is great for climbing. I mean, climbing, I'm not trying to, to, to bash on the game. It's actually very cool. Um, what Sky Climbers offers, though, it's, 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 it's not, I don't want to say polished because I don't think that's what it's going for. It's got a very, like, you know, 32-bit uh, graphic uh, retro feel to it. Um, where everything isn't rendered to look realistic. It looks very much like you're in a game. But what it does is you're you're in a full like world that you can walk around in and that you can you know just just kind of explore. And there's no, you know, hmm. the, your path is is somewhat non-linear. I, I mean, yes, there are certain objectives you need to achieve, but you can kind of just walk around and explore this entire area. And so That's um cool. So and and you can climb things in there now. Of course, like a lot of these things are, are preset to climb. So you know you're, you're climbing trees and you're bouncing off these little these little hover pads and whatever to try and get to the next area. Um, so to me, that already was a pretty cool aspect of the game because you're exploring this world and you're using your ability to climb um, to help you explore it. And uh, you know there's there's like. It, on another level or another layer, they add these like tiny little missions where you have to go and grab a key to unlock a certain like level or a certain dojo or something. And, um, you know, once, once you grab that key, you go into it, you climb up into this next dojo and it, it transports you into this other world, which I guess is similar to what Climby offers, but just in terms of aesthetics, it's completely different, uh, look and feel and vibe and everything. Um, but you know that's more objective based, and so, uh, like I said, to me, it's just it's got a different feel than climbing. It feels much more open, much more. Um, I don't know the the word or game type that I'm looking for, but you know, like imagine if 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 it's like climbing met something like you know Grand Theft Auto or something where you could just kind of go around and explore what you wanted to. Sure. Uh, yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Uh, what are those types? Yeah. Of, what are those types of games called? I'm, yeah, I'm just like an open for. world, open world it's game. Like, so yeah, yeah. So and of course that's not really the case because there are certain things that you need to do. But um, like I said, it's just it's more that sense of scale. It's like being transported to an actual world rather than just kind of jumping from platform to platform up in the sky. How do um, they? How, how do they utilize like the fact that it is like a large world? Like is what are the objectives while you're in the game? So like I, what like yeah, what how do they? As non-linear as it is, how do they kind of focus you towards doing certain types of tasks? Um, so I, I mean, I don't know if there's much past the the place that I'm in right now, but mm. um, I so I made it past the first like area, and then you get to the that like then you get to this open world, which is what like was really cool for me because there's like this almost like this intro level, which which is quite long and I don't want to say challenging. I mean, I made it through, but um, you, you make it to this open world where you can walk around and I want to say there's at least three to four different like doors or paths that you can take that require you to find a key. And then you have to walk around the map to find those different keys. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've found a couple of the keys so far and then you go through and then you, you kind of do those challenges that are behind those doors. Um, mm -hmm. And again, they're not... I, I'm saying doors metaphorically because these are more so like you, you got to climb to the top of something after putting the key in. Um, you know, it, it kind of, once you, once you put the key in, it gives you 
uh, a starting place to start the you know a certain climb because at the end of the day the game is still about climbing so but it, it gives you a, a certain starting place to to do the climb and then from there after you've you've started that you go into this extra level where it kind of transports you somewhere else and you do this like extra challenge based on that mm. hmm. so so yeah I mean like I said it's it's different than um, it's it's different than climbing in that sense. Uh, it's very similar in terms of of just uh, you know I guess overall what the gameplay is about. I mean it's very much focused on climbing, but I really like the the real world elements where you know you're climbing on trees, jumping from like a tree to uh, across the river or across something, and so it's just it's it's a different feel to it. I'm not gonna say it's better or worse. Uh, you know it's like I said it's both games are early access and this one is. Um, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel finished, but, um, what I like about it is the fact that it's just, you know, it's, it's got a different feel to it. It's got a, it's just got that open world nature to it. And I, I just kind of had a lot of fun exploring and then being like, okay, I'm ready to go on my next mission. Whereas, you know, uh, with, with the other game with climbing, it's more so like, okay, mission, 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 mission. You kind of just start from the beginning yeah. with the goal of getting to the flag at the end. So, um, you know, th this to me, uh, it, it was just more so like taking advantage of the fact that you're in VR, you you look around and you're in, in, you know, this almost like this Canyon outdoor nature place that, you can just walk around and enjoy and then, you know, decide to do these missions whenever you feel like it or mess around swinging on trees or on all the different things and platforms that they have uh, without any specific objective. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. So and is it easy to jump into? Like, let's say, like, because one of the things that sounded cool about climbing actually was the fact that, like, even though it didn't have the open world set up to it, you know, I, I could imagine if you haven't played for a while, you just throw on your headset, you can just you know, get right in, jump into a level, get it done, you know, have a little bit of fun and then, and then kind of end like, do they make it easy uh, to like with the open world structure to be able to, you know, kind of decide when you want to like have a short fun experience and, and get off or. Yeah. I, I mean, you can, you can exit out and you'll, you'll enter right back in wherever you left off last time. So that's never, okay. yeah, it's never no, been an issue. Do, well, but two, two quick things, two quick points that I want to bring up just because, uh, or just before we, we move on to your game. Um, yeah. and now I'm forgetting the first one, but, uh, <laughs> the, the, the second one was, um, <laughs> the, Oh, sorry. The, so the first one is that my, my only, uh, I guess gripe or complaint or confusion question mark at the game was this, this ridiculously long intro and I'm not sure if I was supposed to be doing something during it, but you're kind of just on a boat traveling to the main like Island that you end up at. Um, mm. and I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it was about. I'd love to get, get a take <laughs> on it from the dev. No, because like it lasts, I want to say maybe three to five minutes somewhere in that time okay. range. So like the wow. thing is like you, you boot up the game for the first time and you're just like, Okay, I'm like I'm on this ship traveling through this tunnel, and you're not sure what's going on. You see fish kind of swimming around you, and like it just takes a while for the game to get there. So I, I don't know if that was by design. I don't know if I totally missed something, and if I did, then I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't meant as a bash. It's more so. Uh, it sounds you know, like I mean, it's I just a question mark. But <laughs> I haven't played it, but it sounds like it's your uh, your journey over to the uh, to 
to the island or whatever, wherever you're. Uh, it could be, but then then it's kind of unnecessary if that's the case. But yeah, may- yeah. maybe I missed something. Uh, the second thing though is that I I did not see a multiplayer option, and so again, if we're gonna go with the comparisons from Climby to to this. Uh, I mean, I think one of Climbing's greatest strengths is the multiplayer aspect and being able to work with others to to conquer levels. This is very much a solo experience, and I don't know if there will be a, a multiplayer option added in the future. Um, but you know, even as even as a single player experience, like I said, it, it kind of differentiates itself in that market. So I don't, I don't want to continue comparing them. Um, mm-hmm. I, the only reason I keep mentioning both games is because of the fact that you know, right now these these. There aren't many games like it's not like there's a whole climbing genre uh, in VR, and I mean may- maybe there is, but I haven't tried all the games yet. I, I feel like climbing is probably one of the the most well known, and this seems to be uh, another one that's differentiated differentiated itself in this space. Got it. And it, it, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but if you did have to recommend one or the other right now for people that only are going to get one, what would you what would you say? Ah, uh, that's. That's tough. Um, I mean, do you think they're different enough to where legitimately I, people I, should have both? Or? I, I do. I do think that they're different enough. I, I won't give you a cop out answer. I will say yeah. that at this point in time, I do believe that Climby is just a little bit more polished. So okay. I, I, I want to give a disclaimer that the you know the games are in early access. So I, it's it's always tough to compare unfinished products um you know what i mean and so like i yeah I, it's tough for me to do that because i, I don't want to take away from a game that could potentially be amazing you know and so uh it, it just really well, depends it, on where it is in the development cycle and and i mean i mean if if that's your recommendation i mean it sounds like you know you you personally go with climb it's a little bit more polished it just feels a little bit more finished to you but at the same time it sounds like there are advantages of picking this game up as well like like yeah. the open world structure and like if that sounds appealing to people out there that that might be a reason to get that over climbing right I, very much so yeah so I, I mean like I said I do I just I don't feel like it's as finished right now as climbing yeah. is so sure. that's I guess my honest answer to okay to your question um, but you know I, I am excited to see to see where it goes and I'm I'm glad that I have the game now because um, you know it. it what we always talk about, like it's going to be really fun in what six, six to maybe twelve months when you know a lot of these games exit early access. And I haven't, you know, I I feel like I've bought way too way too many VR games, but um, it's <laughs> it's going to be fun to go back, you know, because it's it's tough for me to even keep up with these updates now because you know you and I like every week we got to make sure we're trying something new so, so we have something to share with the audience or some insight. So yeah. you know I, I'm constantly like trying new games, making sure I get a full experience so that we can come to these episodes and and really offer offer some value in terms of uh, our experiences. So I don't have as much time to go back and I see like update after update after update. I'm like, oh man, okay, I'll get back to that one soon. I'll get back to that one soon. So you know, hopefully there'll be a time um, and maybe we can like set this up as an episode in the future where we go back through and talk about some of the the episodes, um, sorry, some of the updates that have come to games that we've covered in the past and how that's changed our experience. Yeah, no, I agree. That That is actually one. I mean, one of the fun fun things that I got to do was and I could go back to Space Pirate Trainer after they had added a bunch of stuff. And, like, I mean, really, it's it's not uh, cliche to say that, I mean, literally, some of these games, you wait, a, you go back to them after two, three months, and they're completely different experiences. They're so much more fleshed out and so much, you know, so 
So that is, that is another good point. I mean, anytime Zane or I are talk like when we're talking about games, you know, we're talking about them when these when these episodes go up. I mean, a lot of these developers are really dedicated and really adding, you know, tons of content on a on a weekly or even daily basis. So, yeah, I that's I'm, one of the cool things about being being this early on in VR is getting to see these projects, you know, kind of kind of flower and 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 evolve. Yeah, I, I mean, I, just think about man, Ronnie. We've been doing this podcast for for what six months now, almost. Or I if, know. If not, so so yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff that that you know, just even in that time frame, stuff that we covered at the beginning when we weren't really. Um, you know, when we were still trying to figure out exactly what type of format we wanted to, to go over with the podcast that I'd love to be able to revisit some of those games, because I think space pirate trainer, like you mentioned, is a great example where you, you bought this game, you know, right, right when it came out close yeah, to launch. And by the time I got into VR and I tried it, there was so much different, um, you know, so, so much, uh, added to it by that time. So. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll, we'll definitely set this up for the future. And if you guys have any games that um, you know you think have changed tremendously that we might have talked about in episodes what one through twenty or so um, that you know we, you think we should revisit, definitely let us know. Because like I said, it's it's not overwhelming. It's I mean, if it's overwhelming, it's in a good way where there's just lots of games, lots of experiences to try. So yeah, and and, and I mean, yeah, we're always focused on you know we're forward thinking and we're always kind of looking to see what new titles are being released to give you guys as, as many impressions as we can about, about new t- titles hit, hitting the Steam store. But likewise, I mean, sometimes it's hard for us to remember, you know, which games to go back to and whatnot. So, yeah, we would love to hear from you guys if there is anything in particular that, hey, like if you haven't, you know, went back and played this game, you know, you should because there's been a lot of, you know, new, new things kind of hitting hitting the game the last, you know, couple months or so. So that'd be, that'd be great to know. Yeah. So, well, let's, let's move on to, uh, to your game, which is one that I am very excited about. We'll stop the, the build up, but, um, sure. you play, cool. yeah. you go ahead. Quiver. So I think I, I'm pretty sure the more I've looked at it, you must say quiver, right? Like it's, it's a play <laughs> on, it's a play on all of those, you know, uh, words with, you know, VR at the end of them. So it's well, for the purposes we, of this episode, well, let's just call it Quiver because I don't want to say Queen yeah, VR. That just sounds weird. Exactly, super weird. So, so yeah. So Quiver is is uh, an early access game, I believe, and it's twenty bucks, and it is a bow and arrow, uh, like a, a bow game, and it is actually very, very, very good. So I had heard amazing things. It had been kind of on my wish list for a while, and just every week I was. Looking at it, looking at it, looking at it, and the fact that it was twenty bucks, kind of you know, and, and another bow bow and arrow game. Like I've had, you know, I played the lab to death, uh, longbow in there, and uh, you know, other game like Hollow Point, for example. Like I had a lot of bow games, so it was one of those things. Like I was like, ah, I don't really know if I want to pick up another another one of these games. I, I do hear it's really good, but it is kind of expensive, and I just kind of waited for a while. Eventually, I just caved in and, and got it, and I'm glad I did because um, it is really cool. I mean, on one hand, um, for for people out there that have a lot of wave-based shooters, um, this is another – I mean, it is basically a glorified version of Longbow, but it has – so it's missing some stuff that I love about Longbow that I wish it had, 
but then it has so many cool things about it that that longbow doesn't have that I wish it had. So like it's it's one of those things like it takes an idea and really runs with it and shows you that there really are a lot of cool things that you can do with a game like this. Um, and it, and it kind of makes me excited for, you know, more things coming out of this developer and also, you know, future updates with Quiver, but also, you know, what, what, you know, a valve or, or another, you know, company could potentially do with, 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 you know, in this VR space, like it, it legitimately adds to an experience that I, that I, that I didn't necessarily, you know, think could be done. So basically, long story short, um, Quiver is all set in like this kind of snowy landscape. So that's kind of, just to be honest with you, one strike against it for me was that it was very, like it has this one look to it. And it's always like this, you know, white kind of snowy environment amongst cliffs. And there aren't, there isn't a variety to the locations. So that's, that's a negative. Now the positive is that that location, think, think similar to Longbow in the lab. You know, you go back to, you're always in that same little environment. You're always shooting at the same, you know, you know, you're always defending the, the castle from, from the little guys that are attacking it. Well, in this, in this one, rather than being on like a single, like just, being stuck in your little place on the tower uh, in quiver, you are basically in a canyon kind of between two, two, you know, uh, like cliffs. So you have your castle that you are defending against the oncoming, you know, enemies, but then rather than being stuck in one location, uh, you can move throughout various points in this kind of Canyon. And the Canyon is kind of like a long, you know, like tunnel kind of formation and enemies are kind of spawning from different points on those mountain cliffs and they're, they're rushing, you know, through this ravine in order to get to your castle to destroy it. And rather than moving just by teleporting, like in most games, what quiver does is is it ties in the, the bow mechanic to your teleportation. So it has these rings that are floating in the air. And in order to teleport from one place to another within this canyon, you basically shoot through the rings. And if you shoot through a ring correctly, you're now teleported to right under where the ring is. And so you're able to kind of move from place to place um, using like by shooting those rings. And then once you're in that place, you kind of have a 360-degree you know, angle to take out the enemies that are now rushing towards your castle. So, so that's kind of in a nutshell kind of what you're doing. And basically, I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it than that. There's like power-up items and different types of arrows and all sorts of stuff related to that. But essentially you are, you know, shooting enemies and preventing them from, you know, basically, you know, getting to your castle. And, and there's, you know, other obstacles that you can, earn by shooting by by amassing like headshots or whatnot in order to make it more difficult for the enemies to get to your castle um and there are like lot there's several different enemy types so you're not just shooting the same type there's different types of armored enemies there are flying enemies that you know will come at 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 your castle from you know different you know angles and and there's there's lots of stuff to do in that regard 
But, you know, that's essentially, it's, it's the fact that you're moving around that kind of adds to the experience, I think. And uh, another really cool thing is that the game supports multiplayer. So in addition to, you know, just going at it alone, you can also play with several people. And that's always kind of a cool feeling because all of a sudden, rather than standing on, you know, on your, on your little castle, you know, tower by yourself, you can look to your side and see, you know, three or four other people there, you know, shooting right beside you and taking on these hordes of enemies coming at you. And there's, there's boss fights after every, you know, after a certain amount of time where like a big powerful enemy will come at you and try to, you know, attack you while also attacking the castle. And and there's all sorts of stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much what it's about. And, and I mean, getting to kind of what I think was, you know, disappointing. I mean, I think it's disappointing that there's only one map and that there's really only one feel to it. And I still, you know, having the enemies kind of blindly, you know, rush the castle and not really have a lot of, uh, they don't really have any kind of AI to them. They don't dodge your arrows or anything like that. Maybe that would be way too hard to play anyways, but those are some of the, I mean, this is still kind of like a wave-based shooter in that regard, and there's limited, you know, environment types. But then, you know, and and, and the other thing I should say that that I kind of wish it had is it 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 kind of I kind of wish it you know with longbow when you're when you shoot your enemies you really get that strong sense of feedback from when you when you hit the enemies they kind of shatter and they shatter in in such a way where it really feels like it's being affected precisely by your arrow and and with these enemies I, I feel like sometimes they don't fully react you know the way that you know to the to the arrow that you know is as satisfying as a game like longbow. So those are some of the things that I kind of wish that it that it was able to implement a little bit better from other experiences that I played. But then, as far as what it does right, and it does a lot right, the feel of the of the bow feels right. Um, your aiming feels right. Like it, it definitely feels like you know you can really pull that arrow back and really get a strong shot off that feels satisfying. And uh, I really like how the the teleportation works. With 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 shooting with the with the shooting mechanic, like, I think that's a brilliant idea of incorporating the shooting into the into the teleportation. So you're not just you know you don't feel like this overpower just zipping around the environment. You know, yeah. boom 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 boom. Like this, it's tactical. When you want to move from one location to another, you really have to decide whether like you're making a trade off when you do that um, because it's going to take you like it takes you you know, a a decent shot in order to travel back to where you were previously, if you end up needing to, to switch positions again. So it's not like you can just instantly teleport. It's, you know, you, once you move, you should be moving in order to really take out a few enemies. And then you're going to need some time to line up your shot, you know, shoot the ring and get back to the other location if need be. So, so that's another thing is like, you know, I, I just think all that stuff is, is handled really well. Um, and the multiplayer was really cool. Uh, I, I felt like we legitimately were able to get through a lot more enemies with friends and with people there. Like I felt like I was able to really, like it, it felt similar to like a horde mode in that regard. Like if you play, if people out there played like Gears of War or other types of games where, 
you know, it's you and, and friends versus, you know, the, the AI enemies. It, it, it felt like that in a good way where, you know, you were able to really take on, you know, quite a bit more odds when you had other people there by your side. And, uh, just the last thing, I mean, I haven't really gotten into it. I feel like some other people might uh, get into it more than me. Uh, but there is like, you know, there are, there are, there are different items that you can equip, um, in the game to, to strengthen your character and, you know, different arrow types and all that kind of stuff. So if you're into kind of, you know, specking out and, you know, your, your player type and all that sort of thing, they, the developers are adding that stuff in. It sounds like at a at a pretty steady clip, so so that's all that's all there. It's you know it's a pretty deep experience. So I mean, for those for people out there that don't have a lot of wave based shooters, I think it's an easy recommendation. Um, and for people that that just in general like bow and arrow mechanics, I think this one is is very solid, and it, it is a lot of fun. It's not perfect, but it does certain things that I haven't seen done uh, quite as well as this in, in other titles. So, Gotcha. I, so this actually kind of brings to mind um, a game I got a while back, and I don't think I ever even talked about it on the podcast, but um, have you heard of Elven Assassin? I've heard of it, yeah. So but I, I don't know that I've played it. So, well, so I got it right after... I guess just shortly after getting my vibe, because, you know, you, you can only play so much of Longbow. Um, you know, game is amazing, but, you know, at, after a certain point, I kind of I kind of tap out and keep, you know, losing at the same level. And so I, I was just looking for something else that had a little bit more, uh, you know, or that could give me more of that archery gameplay. Um, so I got Longbow and uh, sorry, not Longbow. I got Elven Assassin at the time and I. I didn't care for it because the mechanics just, they, I don't want to say they were worse, but they were different than what Longbow was. And after spending so much time in Longbow, um, I just felt like my aim was totally off because I had to aim either higher or lower than I normally did. And just that the reflexes were, were a little bit different. Um, but mm-hmm. the gameplay was very similar to what, um, to what you mentioned where there was, um, I'm sorry, I'm speaking in past tense when I shouldn't be. There is a uh, multiplayer option, and I remember playing multiplayer uh, one time, or uh, actually one time back then, and it was really fun. It's just that there wasn't really a player base after that. Um, but they had like two different levels, and you know, it's uh, it's set in, I you know, medieval times. So you're fighting against these orcs, um, and so it's it, it wasn't a perfect game. And I uh, sorry. It, 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 that's not even what I meant to say. It, it was, I, I didn't care for it, honestly, when it first came out, but it's made a little bit of a resurgence. And I, I the last couple of times that I've gone in, and when I say last couple, it might've been like a month ago, um, there were more people in there. There were more gameplay elements. There were more things in there that just reminded me of what you were talking about, because like that game had that, um, what's that called that that teleportation where you can move to different areas of the map or the defense area by shooting at them uh it didn't have like predefined like rings or you know something as as designated as that but it it just sounds like something super similar so i'm wondering uh maybe what the comparison (laughs) is between those two games but this this sounds pretty cool and i mean were there were there people in there every time that you went or did it seem like there were a good amount of people in there for the multiplayer yeah i mean i mean the good thing about it is you can kind of just play on your own while it 
finds people for you to play with. Oh, really? So, okay, that's that's yeah, a so, huge one. Yeah, so literally, I mean, if you if you decide to play multiplayer rather than single player, you can just start shooting the enemies and everything and as people join, you just get more like I said, like pretty soon after I started uh playing, you know, I had one person in there with me and then soon after that, I think I had two more. I'm pretty sure there were four people total when I was playing. And and it was a lot of fun. We we did well, and it was it was just kind of cool to see. One thing I noticed, I don't know if this is just the group that I was playing with, but no one seemed to be able to speak with each other. So that was kind of a downside, because most games that I play multiplayer, I like talking to people in. Yeah, that is a strange... I mean, because, you know, in order to strategize and stuff like that, like like I said, so yeah. my, my experience, and the only reason I'm, I'm bringing up this other game is because it I, I feel like the experience is somewhat parallel um, but I mean, that, that was probably one of the most fun parts. Like I, after playing it multiplayer, I couldn't really go back to playing it single player because it just, mm-hmm. it wasn't as fun. Like it was not that it was more difficult, but it was more difficult. Um, but it just, it wasn't as fun. There wasn't as much collaboration. There wasn't like, okay, I'll take the right. You take the left or, okay. You know, aim for the big guy or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there's just, no, I, I have a feeling like, I, I think it's weird that people weren't taught. Cause I mean, obviously everybody with a vibe has a microphone. So like I, I wonder if it was just the people that I was playing with, but I, I literally I tried waving at people and saying, "Hey, like you know, how's it going? Like, can you hear me?" And people were <laughs> they just ignored just you, huh? Going about their business, yeah. But so, well, I mean, you, you got to defend the castle. That's that's the most important. That's thing. what I mean. Clearly, I wasn't doing. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't. I wasn't pulling my weight. You, you weren't moments, showing your but, commitment to the cause, Ronnie. <laughs> I know. Every they were just looking at me like, "What is this guy doing?" But yeah, so. Cool, anyways though. yeah well it's, it's always cool to see different archery games that come up i feel like longbow really set a real a, you know a great precedent for for that type of uh experience in vr um yeah and so uh, yeah i'm always excited to hear about about new games um you know in the archery realm so this will be do- yeah. something i definitely look into and it, is it still in early access or i, I feel yeah like it, it is and oh, that's why is. i don't okay. want to be too hard on it because realistically i mean i i think it came out in late december so it hasn't been out that long and I mean, who knows what they're really, I, I heard just based on the comments, uh, of like in the steam reviews, it does look like the developers have been adding quite a bit to it. And I, I wonder if it's only a matter of time, if, you know, additional environments aren't added or something like that, that, that was really the only knock on it. Like that I could see was that it would just get a little bit old being in that same exact, you know, snowy environment all the time. Um, if you're going to go back to it time and time again, I mean, otherwise, I mean, it's the mechanics are solid and, and everything feels good. And, and yeah, it, it's, it's a cool one to pick up. So awesome, man. Well, um, yeah, no, that, I mean, cool, cool stuff. So, uh, I, that's all I have for this week in terms of game talk. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's it for now. Well, well, we'll, uh, I'd love to be able to go back and, and, rediscover some of those older games but we'll see we'll find a good time for that i'm thinking maybe uh maybe in a couple months once once uh actually i don't know why i'm saying even a couple months but well once (laughs) once we have some time maybe like once there's some updates some like major updates to some of the games um or maybe like a a game you know a major game leaves early access at some point that would be a good time to go back and and readdress that so we'll, we'll keep an eye out yep sounds good so all right guys well we want to thank you so much for tuning in 
we are on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and of course on YouTube. So make sure you connect with us there. Um, we just we're just trying to help build the the VR community. So until next time, we will catch you guys all again very very soon. Take care.